your life and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are wonderful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In today's episode, I sit down with the Iceman. No, I'm not talking about Val Kilmer's character in Top Gun, although that is one of my favorite movies. I'm talking about Wim Hof, a Dutch daredevil, nicknamed so for his ability to withstand extreme cold. Wim has earned over 20 Guinness World Records and has baffled scientists with his ability to control the autonomic nervous system, including his heart rate, breathing, blood circulation, and even his immune system. He's the author of Becoming the Iceman and founder of the Wim Hof Method, a technique that involves breathwork, cold thermogenesis, and body control in order to increase energy production, endurance, and performance. In today's episode, Wim explains the merits of his breathwork and cold exposure methodology, how it's being used by world-class athletes like former UFC heavyweight champion Alistair Overeem, the greatest big wave surfer of all time, Laird Hamilton, and many more. Wim and I cover unique methods for alkalizing the body and keeping your pH levels in check. He shares this story about the time he lost his vision trying to set a world record in freezing cold water, what he's learned from working with world-class athletes and MMA fighters like Alistair Overeem, the first 90 minutes of his day, how his method has transformed the lives of people all over the world who had struggled in the past with anxiety and depression, what Wim eats to optimize performance, and much, much more. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with the great Wim Hof. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. Wim Hof, welcome to the show. I appreciate your time. <laughs> Okay, man. All right. Yeah, yeah Anthony. Anthony it is. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Hey, awesome. Man. Uh, Wim, can you share with us your story and kind of the journey that you went through to get to where you are today? Yes. Like I was a young kid, I felt there is more between heaven and earth. But I could not, you know, I, I, I couldn't find or feel what, what, what it was. So I began to read into books. I began to do all kinds of uh, disciplines, esoteric disciplines, traditions, languages, philosophies, all kinds of things. Hundreds of books I've been uh, reading. But then uh, it still did not make this connection. And it was only when I came across with ice-cold water with a thin layer of ice on it, which attracted me, and I got in, is when I felt this is it. And uh, it made me feel so good that I only stayed for one minute, but it made me feel so good that the other day I was back and did the same thing and I felt the same way. I, I felt great. And from there, every day I came back and the breathing changed. I noticed the breathing was becoming more deeper. And uh, as it became deeper, I noticed I got more power to withstand the cold. And yes, I did, uh, I did my, by feeling my own research therein. And it felt really good. I felt connected. And yeah, after a couple of months, I could stay like uh, 
for five to seven minutes under the ice, no problem. Just by learning how to oxygenize yourself, bringing up the uh, pH levels, it makes you so powerful. And yes, from there on, I began to challenge my body in the elements more, like staying a night in shorts out in freezing temperatures or run up mountains barefoot through the snow, no problem whatsoever. So I, I did all these things, but everybody thought I was crazy. Yeah, and I'm still crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody is, yeah, it's okay. And, uh, he's, uh, he's got a point. He's got, he's got to go prove it. Uh, he's right. Uh, we got the breakthroughs. We, we have shown for the first time in, in scientific history that the autonomic nervous system can be influenced, you know, in a very short period of time. And that in relationship to the immune system and the endocrine systems, and it's all in the American university textbooks. Now, a full chapter. I did always, I did my thing in the winter, every day, like swimming outside, being outside, you know, barefoot, doing my exercising, and uh, I loved it. I, I just loved it. And uh, uh, only after 20 years of training by myself and doing these things by myself, I came across television somehow, some way. And since then, I began, they began to challenge me, and I said, yeah, I can do that. Oh, I can swim under the polar ice. Yeah, I can swim. I can run a full marathon in shorts beyond the polar circle in midwinter. Oh, yeah, I can climb Mount Everest in my shorts or Kilimanjaro in the record times. And I stand for two hours in the ice. So I, I went around the globe and, uh, you know, attracted the attention also in the end of scientists saying, this is not possible. What he does with his body is not possible. Written in the textbooks, it says it, it is not possible to stay like two hours in the ice in direct contact because you die from hypothermia. And that's the normal reaction and all that. So they began to measure. And they invited me in the university to be immersed for 80 minutes in the ice. Fully connected wire with all kinds of wires, taking blood from me from all sides. And, uh, and then they found out my body, uh, body core temperature did not descend. It went up even while I was immersed in the ice for, for 80, 80 minutes. minutes. For 80 minutes. And they saw it even rose. It went up. And, and they took the blood. And then they ex vivo in laboratory settings. They, uh, without me, my blood, while I was immersed in the ice, they added endotoxin, a bacteria, to see what kind of reaction it makes. Normally, immune responses provoked. That means a lot of activity. And that's with the autoimmune diseases as well. A lot of, uh, auto, uh, of uh, immune response. But they exposed the bacteria on my blood of, of when I was in, uh, immersed in the ice, and it was zero, zero activity of the bacteria. Did it, so, did it kill the bacteria? Yes, it killed the bacteria. So from there, they asked me if I 
would be willing to go in a, a, a direct injection of endotoxin, me doing my thing while I was laying on bed in the hospital, in the laboratory. They wanted and to I put said, it right in Yes. <laughs> Come on. Because <laughs> I, I, I told them, in contrary of what was stated in the, in the textbooks, in, the, in, in scientific books, in medical books, it was stated, we are not able to influence into the immune system. And I, I, I told always everybody, like 20 years prior to that, we are able to get into the immune system. So I wanted to put it to the test of science. And I did. And then I showed, yes, he is doing it. So then, but then they told me, okay, but you are the Iceman. Yeah, you are an exception on the rule. So that confirms the rule, sort of. It's still not scientific proof. And then I told them, yeah, but I can train anybody to do this. And how much time do you need? A year, one and a half year to get close to what you are able to do? I said, 10 days. And it didn't took 10 days, it took four days. And they were all subjected to the same bacteria and they all 100% score showed that they were able to suppress the immune response provoked by the bacteria. And the rest is, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's all in. After 26 world records, which I did, then the science, that's an even bigger challenge. Now I get on t-shirts in Chicago saying, we're more. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's great. It's great. And what's so cool about this is you started out, you just, you were feeling it. You were drawn to the ice. You were drawn to the water. And that's, that's what's crazy to me is because when I became exposed to what you were doing and your teachings at first, I tried the cryo chambers. I tried the cold showers. I tried the ice baths. But when I felt the best was when I got in the cold lake and came out. Yeah, nature. Nature. Being out in nature, it was, it was a noticeable difference. Way more energy, much more uh, vitality afterwards than, wow. than doing it in a controlled environment. Wow. Great and and what, what you're doing is cha it's changing so many lives. I think it's amazing. Have you always been this driven? You know, a lot of people, some, I, I tell some clients about your method and I start introducing them and I, I say, look, I want you to start doing some of these things and then and then get, you know, get on the Wim Hof method. Uh, and, and as soon as I mentioned just cold exposure, ooh, I don't like the cold. What, uh, have you always been this driven to push yourself barefoot, shorts, get outside? Actually, yes. A seeker becomes a finder. I just felt there was more between heaven and sky. I was not satisfied about it. I had just this urge inside of me, this drive. And uh, yeah, how come that drive? I don't know, it was simply there. And uh, since then, uh, I, I think life is too fucking interesting <laughs> to not take it on, man. And that's it. So I, I took it on, it felt good. So what do you do if something feels good? You always go back and you want more, 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 okay. And I did it, you know, a long time, I did it on my own. But when I got in contact with the television, 
they telling me, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? I, oh, yeah, I can do anything. Come on. The boundaries are so far away, and uh, I found them here, and they were, you know, like uh, astonished about it and, and things like that. And to me, it was like a piece of cake. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, everybody likes a piece of cake, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Which, uh, it's like the lake, you know? Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So you mentioned it felt good. That's what drew you back to, to the ice the first time. And the first time, you just did one minute, and that was it. Yeah. You started small. It yeah. wasn't like you jumped in and you were doing two hours. No, 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 no. The way no. That, you are, that you are now. Of your 26 world records, which are you most proud of? In these 26 rec uh, records, I found out that I uh, uh, overcame uh, the fear for dying. And that was the first time, uh, the third record uh, was going under the ice. I lost vision because of uh, uh, the, the cornea froze. So I'd heard this story. Yeah. This yeah. is one of the, the best stories I've ever heard. And I, I've told it to a bunch of people in conversation. Yeah. Would, you, would you mind sharing this story? Because it's so good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't know uh, that I had to wear uh, goggles or anything. And we are no sea lions or anything like that. So our, our eyes and balls are just not made to go long time underneath the ice. And what temperature so, is the water? The, it's just freezing. Freezing cold water, like a yard of ice beyond it. It's like, a, you know, glass, big, but it's massive. And I did my breathing. I went in went down, and then horizontally go. And after like 40 yards, I lost vision. It got blurred. I couldn't see anymore. And I missed the, the other hole. And I, I, I got to the right somewhere, somehow. And I did too many strokes when I became aware, hey, uh, only 42 strokes I had to do. I was counting subconsciously, 48. Oh, go back. You know, like six, going back. That was the only thing. You don't think too much. It's, it's just instinct. Nothing. And then that way, then that way, then that way. Then, finally, my vision got narrowed. Yeah, yeah, a physical thing. But I never felt agony. I, I, I felt good. <laughs> but uh, only, there was no oxygen left anymore. So when uh, I got sleepy. And then a diver grabbed me by the ankle and brought me back to the 60-meter, 60-yard uh, uh, hole. And uh, there up, I woke up again. <laughs> and uh, all was okay. And the other day, I had to do the actual record, which was less than the half of what I did there uh, underneath. So the thing is, I, I saw death over there. But there's nothing to worry about. If you just breathe well, you bring up the uh, pH levels, and you go to sleep. Yeah, it was nice. I didn't feel the cold whatsoever, and I didn't feel the agony of drowning. And it's two times I have experienced this. So I'm absolutely sure I lost my fear of death or any concept we, which we have of, the death, uh, of dying. I lost it over there. So that's, that's impressive. 
It's not the record or the swimming or this. It's the fear of death, which I lost over there. I, I, was, I was listening to uh, uh, an audio book from Pema Shadran, the woman that's uh, she's a Buddhist. And she was talking about how enlightenment is the absence of fear. It's fearlessness. And it sounds like by pushing yourself in the physical world, it's allowed you that level of, of fearlessness in a lot of regards. Yes, absolutely. That's pretty cool. And one of the things you mention a lot is, is pH and bringing the pH up. A lot of people, they're, they're very focused on drinking alkaline water and eating an alkalizing diet. They don't realize that the biggest form of acidity in our body is CO2. And, and breathing out CO2 is how we remove that, that, those acids from our body. And by breathing in oxygen, we bring up the pH of our body. How did you come up with the breathing method that you now use today? How did that evolve? Uh, you know, when I, I came in contact with you, you were, when I was 17, is the story. It felt so good. And then doing it regularly, like every day during the winter time, I began, I began to notice I was changing in my breathing pattern. It was becoming deeper, naturally. So I did that, and then I found out in just 25 breaths, I was able to withhold my breath uh, for five to seven minutes under the axe. No problem, no pause. That's learning how to oxygenate. And not only, later on, I found out that my pH levels are really, you know, going up. And now it has been proven in the, in the university that they, all the persons who do this breathing, their pH levels in a controlled way get to 7.8 and then it goes down to the real natural good values and not the values standard in this society where it is in many, many cases too low. Uh, just too low, and by this breathing, uh, it, we are all able to uh, oxygenize all the cells, and when, when that is done, then the pH levels go to their natural standard. So, I found it out, because of, you, you feel good when you are alkaline. So, that, at first, I always felt good. Okay, and then later on, with the research, etc., then they found out, a pH level's up, and it's all there. And you know what? If you, if you reach 7.6 alkaline pH level, pain goes away. That's the way I deal with the cold. The cold is pain. But if you breathe well, you don't feel the pain anymore, because the pain signal disentangles. Those are three proteins they disentangle when the pH level goes to 7.6. Hallelujah for people with chronic pain, you know? Yeah, yeah. To put things in context, where where's a, a, a normal level of pH? Where, where are a lot of people who are too acidic? And then yeah. where's, and you, you said 7.6, 7.8 is after they've done yeah. your method. Just to, can yeah. you kind of put that in context for us? Yes. Everything below. 7.3, 7.4, which is the normal standard, the natural, like animals, like mammals, we are a mammal, is 7.3, 7.4. Uh, 
but too many breathe shallow and because of non-stimulated behavior. And therefore, the pH levels, they go down. And they can go down to 6, uh, uh, yeah, even to 6, 6.2, 6.3. And if you got that long time, for example, with Lyme disease, the Borrelias, the, the bacteria, the thick, uh, loves an acidic environment. So I got these foresters, for example. They do the breeding now. Before, these foresters always had like 50 to 20 tick bites a year while going in the forest. Now, they do the breeding, no tick bite anymore because pH levels are up. Uh, so uh, with all the autoimmune diseases, it's the same thing. The basis, the fundament for autoimmune diseases is chronic to low a pH level. So we bring it up and we learn to control and then there is no autoimmune disease. So as simple as it is. There's a lot of thought in the in the Lyme community that many people are exposed to tick bites and, and the Borrelia bacteria, but only the people who have a weakened immune system end up showing symptoms. You're saying people who are healthy, who have a high pH, they may not even be getting bit at the same yes. level. And so they may not even be exposed. Yes, exactly. Wow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. As simple as it is, eh? Unbelievable. Yeah. So I, I got all these instructors and I got foresters uh, therein. And they, they show very, you know, sober people, uh, clear thinking people. And they see the difference. And they tell me there is no tick bite anymore, uh, which before was always 50 to 20 tick bites a year. So uh, that's clear. And uh, I know why, because if you become pH level right, then ticks, they, they, uh, they, they don't like it. So <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> they don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. it is amazing. <laughs> it's study. I want that one researched. Absolutely. That's, there's so many people that, that are struggling with, with Lyme disease or at least Lyme symptoms, things that, that mimic Lyme disease, um, and that's what it's being attributed to. And, and I, I truly believe that your method plays a big role. In, I use yeah. it with, with every client that's struggling with Lyme disease, autoimmunity, even shallow breathing, which I want to talk to you about a little bit because your method is, is very powerful. How do you help people translate breathing properly to every day, to the way that they live their life? Conscious breathing. I call it conscious breathing. Okay. You know these little papers you can use to see if your swimming pool is uh, pH level right, yes or no? Yep. We can use it for ourselves too with a little bit of saliva or a, or a drop of our urine eh, on it. And then you can see if it is acidic, yes or no, or alkaline. Eh, mostly you will see it's acidic. But then if you do the breathing, you just bring it up to the right levels, which was 7.3, 7.4. And you bring it up control. Whatever you feel while doing that, you should do during the day in order to have the right pH level. And you feel good because the neurotransmitters of our nervous system, they go very fast and they listen very good with the brain 
body connection, which is neurotransmitters. Your thoughts are neurotransmitters. So uh, if you want to direct your uh, uh, body well, uh, uh, then these neurotransmitters should go freely in the right chemical environment, which is pH level 7.3, 7.4. That's the natural standard I'm talking about. And you can learn to control that by using these little papers, you know, just a couple of days, and see what you feel is what, you, uh, what is your guide in the rest of your life to have control over the chemistry in your body. So you're saying what gets measured gets managed. If you're measuring your pH and you realize that's going to make you aware if you're too acidic so that you're going to breathe deeper in order to remedy that situation and, and get your pH up. Yes, right on. I like that. I like that. How, Wim, how do you breathe? When you're, when you're going throughout your day, are you in and out through your nose? Are you in through your nose, out through your mouth? How do you do it? Uh, oh, by the nose, you know, that. it doesn't matter. Just get, uh, have the right pH levels. Feel good. If you feel good, then you breathe well. And as soon as you catch yourself not feeling good, start breathing deeper. Bring ah, it back. There you got it. Do you meditate? Meditation should be all day. <laughs> yes. Meditation is a state wherein you have a connection with deeper layers of your brain. And we have shown in the hospital that we are able to get even to the brain stem, controlled, consciously. Showing, for example, to control stress hormone, adrenaline, showing lying in bed, doing the breathing, at ease, producing more adrenaline than somebody in fear going into its bunk jump. That, that means it's really going controlled in a very relaxed, easy way into the deepest of the brain, which is the brain stem, the hypothalamus, pituitary gland, pineal gland. It's all there, the amygdala, the seed of emotion. It's all in the deepest part of our brain. And we show that we are able to tap in. And what does meditation? It brings you from neocortex, you know, the surface, into the limbic system and the reptilian brain. And therefore, you feel the tranquility. And then the parasympathetic nervous system is at work with the peace, which we need in the cell activity to restore. And that's why we meditate. That's why it feels so good, because we get restore new energy. So we have shown to get in any part of the brain. It should be in our demand anytime. During the day, you should feel energy. If you feel energy, then it's okay. You know, you feel okay because there's a lot of energy. You feel okay. Whenever you do not have the energy and you feel a lack or something, just start up breathing, and you automatically, naturally, will go in the deeper parts of the brain where this tranquility, the parasympathetic nervous system is at work in relationship with the limbic system. And not only when you sit, but when you walk, when you do gardening, when you go any, any place. And if you see a dog relaxed, he is really relaxed. Right. It's when a restoration for energy and all that is happening naturally. We lost this natural ability. And that's why we come up with meditation, with this and that. But actually, we are perfect mammals. We just need to learn to tap into our 
natural uh, capacity and have the confidence for uh, for the life again. And it's all there. And now we are proving this by science uh, that we are tapping in to the deepest of the systems, which is good because then we are able to tackle, you know, all the problems of the world uh, uh, related, you know, diseases, the immune system. We got in the deepest layers of the immune system and into the endocrine systems, which is the hormones and all that, making up our mood and power. We have shown that we got into that much deeper than ever before, and it's in the university books. So it is actually getting back, not consciously, past the crazy monkey there, who is every day, you know, busy, busy, I gotta do this and that. No, learn that you got more parts in the brain, and these more parts you will connect with if you just breathe consciously. Yeah. So so do you see meditation almost as training wheels as a way to move somebody back to their natural state? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You stop because of meditation is a sort of repetition of doing, having no influx, no information, no visual contact. Then the the, the outer brain uh, starts to shut down because there is no danger. When there is danger, you look around and do this, and what you got to be there. So that's the neocortex. But when when you sit and there is no influx, there's no info, and it just uh, learns to shut down. Then it's able to go deep in the deeper part of the brain, and that's meditation. Awesome. So yes, and if you do this conscious breathing you will go into automatically in the deeper parts of the brain. And you know what happens? You can measure that because this, this outer part of the brain is quite dominant and takes a lot of blood flow. Thus, uh, the rest of the brain is getting less blood flow. And by uh, breathing well, the blood flow goes back into the deeper parts of the brain. And thus, it's beginning to function all. And uh, in the deeper parts of the brain, uh, it's connected with the restoration of energy uh, making, uh, generating in the cells. So then you have always enough energy. You're always happy. And you have connection because the blood flow is right. The pH levels are right. And thus, it is able to travel and to be in your demand. Right, right. Wim, what have you seen with people that have, you've mentioned neurotransmitters and, and endorphins and some of these feel-good chemicals. What type of results have you seen with people using your method that have uh, depression or anxiety? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into uh, new research together with psychiatrists, and they saw uh, that uh, what we have, uh, what ha- ha- has been the uh, result, uh, uh, you know, the blood samples and all that, that it is uh, suppressing these cytokines. But, uh, uh, so in the blood, in the brain, which is the cause of depression. Depression is simply the cause. Depression, you know, it's like no pressure. There's not enough blood pressure. There's not the right pH levels inside. And what we do is restoring it. So I get people 
like being 20 years depressed, always on the pills and medicines. I get them one week and they are out of it. As simple as that. And that's a big one. I know. But we might be right, but we still have to uh, retrieve our rights. And that's what I do by science. So I want to prove this. But I, I, I want to prove this because I saw too many cases around me, me helping them or, you know, giving the techniques and, and getting into them. And then in one week time, it's, it's gone. And that's bringing the under pressure, the depression, back to the right pressure. That's all. So you're seeing, you see a decrease in, in cytokines, in, so a lo lower inflammation, yes. higher oxygenation. Yes. When you, when you have somebody, they know they need help. They know that your methods, your breathing, your cold thermogenesis will help them, but they don't like the cold. What do you do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you just start off with the breathing. They have little energy left. I know. They are like, uh, oh, no, no. Yeah. Because they have a, a, a chronic existence, presence of no energy, low energy. And that's logical. Because the energy comes from the deeper part of the brain. And there the uh, brain is lacking of blood, uh, the right blood pressure. It get, it's almost 25% less blood pressure over there. The blood flows, uh, uh, the, the brain is too dominant. The, you got these people, they, they suffer from that. Others, they ha know how to handle it in one way or in another, but they, those people are really suffering from this. So then I show, it's very simple. Depression is being under pressure. It's blood flow. And uh, we found this out. And they're in a, in a wrong chemistry created because of the too less a blood flow a wrong chemistry is starting up, and the body has, and the brain in this case has a has a big ability to cope with that long time. But at a certain point, it collapses. Then you get under pressure, and the under pressure that's depression. So what we're gonna do first? We're gonna bring up the oxygen level to the right level inside of the blood, and. It will, uh, it will influence the deeper part of the brain where these cells are there to generate and activate more energy. And when you feel that you have more energy, then you come back. And they come because they feel better. And then, uh, then when they have the energy, okay, then we can start a little bit with cold showers to activate the vascular system to make the oxygen run throughout the body a lot better. And then the heartbeat goes down. They become tranquil and not anxious. And, and then, yeah, from there, it's a natural process. They are into it and they go for it because they never want to go, go back to that uh, state where they were in. So there, that's a way. And you know, it is also the contact between two, two persons which is helping. We got to learn to care for each other again. Yeah. If we are built to be happy, strong, and healthy. The rest is modern society stressing us up, fucking us up, and we have no happiness, strength, and health anymore. And what does every mother in this world wants for a child? 
That's happiness, strength, and health. That's love. So we bring, this is about love, but now constituated by strength, health, happiness. What is strength? And what is happiness? Hormones. The control of hormones. We have shown to get into the, deeply into the endocrine systems. And what is health? The immune system. Are we able to control it? Yes, sir. We are. So beyond a doubt, beyond speculation, we are showing that in the university and bring it for every person in the world. And that's why you are talking to me now. And that's why I talk to you. We are doing good work. We bring back love for people because we are built to be strong, healthy, and happy. And that's what we want for people. But they complicated it, everything. And there's so much confusion going on. And I just want to be happy, man. <laughs> and that's what we are going to do. I think, I think that's what we all want, is to feel good and be happy. Yep. And, and health is, sure. health and is a big sure. part of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depression, you know, depression is a big thing in the West. Yeah. So we are going to tackle that. And I'm waiting for the protocols are already written. And I want to show this to the... Uh, but they, these fucking psychiatrists do not understand. They're stupid like us, man. <laughs> they they got to go to a shrink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's insane, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to... Left or right, we're going to do this. Right, right. A absolutely. I think um, a great person for you to link up with, if you haven't already, Tony Robbins. Yeah, and He's, he's a big believer in, like, if you want to change your emotional state, the best way, the fastest way to do that is to change your physiology, change your yeah. breathing. And, and what you're doing and what he teaches, there's a lot of synergies there. I think you guys yeah. would, be, would be very powerful together. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, we, we know that there's cold involved. We know that there's breathing involved. They want to try it. I, I, I recommend everybody gets your course. You have a, you have a great program at uh, WimHoffMethod.com that walks people through everything and how you do it and how to make that progression, even if, they, even if they've done none of this, no deep breathing, no cold thermogenesis. If someone wants to try this today, how would you walk them through it? How, how, how would you uh, give them their first experience with the Wim Hof Method? Oh, it's not so difficult. You know, I, I, if you go to innerfire.nl, innerfire.nl, that's my site. Okay. There's, uh, 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 all the basics are, uh, are in there for free. Okay. So you can uh, uh, go into that. Further, yeah, just if you do that, then you find out. I always say feeling is understanding. So uh, uh, if people begin to feel, they will be motivated because it feels good. It feels good to be back in connection with your own body in the deeper layers of yourself. Hey, man, that feels good. Yeah, that's you, man. Okay. <laughs> they can do it anytime. You know, it's on innerfire.nl. There's a, a, all the uh, free samples. They are over there. So uh, if not, if it is by this, I would say just breathe in fully. Everybody is doing that. Some guys had it. pH levels go up. Will do this. Okay, so anybody can do this. This is the way we tap in the deepest physiology of everybody. 
They saw it all in hospitals. They thought this is not possible. It's happening right now. And if you stay in this uh, retention after exhalation, like one half minute, then a whole lot is going to happen in your brain, in the deepest parts, pH levels suddenly go up. It's amazing what happens. You step into the deepest parts of your physiology. And if people do this breathing, like you did right now, and then take it in, for example, and do push-ups, they can do a lot more push-ups than ever before, even doing with breathing, now without breathing. They can do it after exhalation, stop breathing, and do push-ups. That's to ignite uh, deeper, uh, to vacuum your system and clean it up. So you, yeah, you you, you uh, hyperoxygenate, then you retent from breathing, yes. and then and then you take a big deep breath. Yes. And and, and is, are you doing push-ups then? Uh, it could be. There are two ways. People with uh, inflammatory uh, disorders like diseases, inflammation. Uh, they uh, uh, they best do it after inhalation. First, do the breathing like you did. Then, that directly suppresses the inflammatory markers in the blood, and you get a good figure if you do it regularly. I mean, uh, the push-ups. It's it's feeling good after inhalation. Then, if you if you just uh, if you want to go and reset the nervous system in the depth. You do it after exhalation. So after you've taken your 30 breaths, you yes. exhale, then you do the push-ups? Yes. Ah, okay. And that's, that's very good to reset the nervous system in the depth. Then everything is right on. And the pH levels are uh, 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 perfect and just takes four minutes. The first time I ever tried this, 40 seconds, like nothing. <laughs> and... Uh, but then I've noticed, it, it seems like for a lot of people, when I do it with clients and, and when they're doing it, the, the first round, the first cycle is, is usually not so good. But the second cycle, the third cycle of 30 breaths, that's when your times start getting up. Yes. And you get more comfortable retenting and holding your breath and, and withstanding those feelings of discomfort. Yeah. How Do you have any recommendations for ways to to really push yourself in that area. Okay, okay. Then, you know, everybody is a different physiology. So the signs, the symptoms you look for in the breathing is become really lightheaded. Lightheaded and loose in the body. That's a good thing. Yes. Okay. And some guys, they need 20 breaths. Some guys need 52. And the other one, 47 or 36. Doesn't matter. All it's about the symptoms. If you feel the symptoms, then it's at work. And it's not a fixed number, therefore, because nobody is the same in physiology. And whenever they feel the symptoms, you tell them, just breathe a little bit more to the symptoms. You know, you feel a little bit, uh, you feel different than normal. Breathe toward it. Intensify that, those symptoms, th those feelings, those sensations. And then like 10 more and then take, then they are able uh, to stay much longer comfortable, you know, without air in the lungs. And then uh, uh, they go really deep into the body.
Wim, I, this is this is fantastic. I want to be respectful of your time too. I was hoping we could do some rapid fire questions, a little bit about how you live yeah. your life. What does a day with Wim look like? And and kind of go through some of the most important areas for energy and mental clarity and what you do, what you recommend in those areas. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, All right. Awesome, awesome. What does the first 90 minutes of your day look like? What time do you wake up? What do you do? Walk us uh, through it. <laughs> I, 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 nowadays, sometimes I wake up at 4 o'clock. Uh, most of the times I sleep 5, 6 hours. That's uh, more than enough. And uh, one of the first things I do is drinking a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee's that, delicious. At a certain point, I feel like uh, I want to go have an ice bath. You know, I got a swimming pool here right now. And right now, it's winter over here. Like in Chicago, same thing. It's like going into the water and just stay and look at the sunset coming up or uh, the sunrise coming up. It's a great, great way to look at the sun. The the some the new day and how long are and, you in there? Ah, uh, not not so long, like five minutes or something. But okay. it's more than enough to feel good. Then afterwards, I do this uh, uh, push-ups. I do some splits and uh, things like that. And uh, it's natural for me to do that. Ten minutes in total. Then I'm ready. I got my workout, and I feel really energized and good, and my body is good and strong. I, I can do anything, man. <laughs> I train the best of the world of fighters, too. Yeah, you, you've been they, training Alistair Overeem, right? Yeah, yeah, he was here yesterday. I had to train him uh, today, too, but I couldn't uh, today to too many things. Monday, I'm going to train him in, uh, again. And, uh, uh, yeah, we, we are going to go for the title. That's great. I've been, I've been watching Alistair for, for over a decade, and he's an amazing oh. fighter. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know any anything of him. I only saw one match, which was the last one, and uh, because yeah, I trained him before that. Yeah. And you know what he told me? He never felt so at ease before a game, uh, a match. And when he got in, he exploded with energy. That's control of the nervous system. You shouldn't be nerved before you go into action. That's control over the peace within. Not be stressed and these stress hormones, not in control. Now he had control during the breathing. And then when he got in, he was the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. Now you saw what happened. Yeah. Yeah, you got him in the second round completely. So we go for the title. The first two weeks I did the method with him when he came to me. He increased his ability with 15% after years of being at the ceiling of his capabilities. Then within two weeks, he felt so much better. He called me up and said, I'm going to win. What, what Was it his cardiovascular endurance that improved? What, what improvements did he see? The, the cardio improved. He sensed he had more energy. Yeah. He's, it's all there, and you feel stronger. And he got a lot more control over his hormonal system. So, yeah, all that. 
it uh, just happened. And now I train more of these uh, kickbox champions. Uh, they all come now. Okay. <laughs> now they're coming. They're, you're like the, the Pied Piper. <laughs> you know, kick the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How, how do you work it in with his training? Do you, do you have him do your breathing method before he goes into the ring? Do you have him do it before workouts, after workouts? What do you recommend? Yeah, he's doing the breathing all right before he goes into the ring. And actually, a whole lot of it, because it makes him tranquil before the match. And that preserves the energy. And, and then you get a lot of oxygen when you are triggered in the ring, having this opponent, which is a real power uh, impact. You feel it, but then your nervous system really gets into this survival mode. You know, the adrenaline. Then the adrenaline is coming up, controlled, as I told you. Lying in bed, the people were able to produce more adrenaline than somebody in fear going into its bunker jump. It's completely controlled. And it releases when he got, got in, uh, in the ring with the trigger, the, the opponent. And you know what happened? And I saw it. His nervous system is then so charged that he, uh, that he almost becomes, you know, invulnerable. A, a, a opponent looks for a hole, looks for a weak spot, but there is no weak spot because the nervous system is just completely charged. And this Dos Santos, he really got, you know, nervous and frustrated. Yeah. Hey, what, what's this? I don't understand. I'm, I'm going to charge. And when he charged in the second round, he just opened up for Alistair. And yeah. Alistair... Wang, yeah. That was it? Yeah, he, Dos Santos. He he couldn't he couldn't get inside, and that's that's his game. Is is boxing? He's a great boxer, and Alistair did. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. So now Alistair understands this. You know what Alistair says? This is uh, 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 this method is going to conquer the world. Yeah, and uh, uh, that's what he tells in the testimonial which we uh, 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 recorded. I was in this documentary as well, and they're showing it. And yes, because if you make yourself invulnerable by learning how to charge your nervous system, right, going into the deepest parts of the brain, you become invulnerable toward disease, depression, or anything. And that's the, our natural state is coming up the way nature meant it to be. And we do it controlled and conscious. So that's what he means, and he understands. He is intelligent, and we talk with each other. His, his, his wife is having a baby now. Wim, what have you learned from world-class fighters like Alistair Overeem and some of the other athletes that you work with? What's something that they've taught you? That they actually have a little heart. And, I mean, I, I told them, I, man, I'm gonna, I don't care how good you are. I care to make you better. So that's the way you come in. And if I make you better, you get to the top, then you help children. So we got an agreement. And they all work with me. They understand. They are very sensitive. They are not, not about aggressiveness. They want to have control within and to help people. Everybody has got a different, you know, this, this image of, of fighters and uh, all that. They love to kick ass and this and that. It's not true. It's all coming from being young and being oppressed 
or uh, wrong environments, tension, insecurity, fear. And what we do is show that aggressiveness, fear can become aggressive, then we bring it to control, then we bring it back, we help children. It's back to the heart. And uh, uh, yeah, they, they teach me nothing is impossible. That's great. One of my long-term missions is to help eradicate childhood obesity, especially in, in the United States. And this is in, in, I, got, I got something for you then. Yeah. I, I did also studies in, the, in a different university showing how to uh, consciously uh, produce a whole lot more energy in the brown fat adipose uh, and uh, to uh, 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 to accelerate and generate like four to five times more energy than somebody with the same amount of brown fat adipose. And uh, what brown fat adipose does is uh, uh, generate energy, ju just for coal, beer. Huh? Okay, but when the when the fat around there, the direct fat existence is gone because yeah, energy takes it then white fat is being consumed rapidly from the inside. And that's what I want to have researched as well in relationship with the obesity. Because obesity is nothing more than stored up white fat and the body doesn't know what to do with it. But if you learn how to generate and consciously and activate the brown fat adipose, then you are able to get all the white fat from the inside and have it, you know, heat it, heating the place. Yeah, I, I would, I would love to talk to you more about that and uh, and and put that to work for some of these <laughs> children yes. and clients. Uh, absolutely. Let's do that. Let's yeah. do it. Absolutely. First, I, I, I'm going to be practical with you. First, do the breathing with it. Then they see, because normally they are not so much into uh, action anymore, physical action. Because, yeah, yeah, they uh, got too much fat, man. So, okay, you begin to do the breathing. You do this uh, breath hold thing. They're going to feel from the inside where they are frustrated normally. You learn for them to reconnect with their feeling inside, that they are able to tap in and do like one minute or two minutes without breathing. They feel different. Wow, what's this? So that also, uh, that it's also good for the cell energy uh, combustion. That's already good. Yeah, it will take on energy. And uh, uh, everything, you know, instead of fat being stored, it's going to be consumed better in the cell. That, uh, uh, and the psychological thing is that they feel good. Ah, it's nice. Uh, wow, it's nice. Okay, then second step is doing the, the cold shower after a hot one. A warm, hot one. And just half a minute to one minute cold shower, regular basis. That's going to make the difference. During the cold shower, are you, are you relaxed and breathing deep? Yes, just relaxed. Relaxed, okay. Relax. Okay. I can explain a whole lot more, but just be relaxed. Take it on for half a minute to one minute, and uh, that will activate the vascular system, which is the transport, uh, 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 transportation system of the oxygen. And that finally gets into the cell, and thus the combustion is a whole lot better. They're going to feel better, just that. 
they get more energy. Yeah, logical, because the oxygen gets into the cell. And the mitochondria are able to generate more energy, more ATP molecules. Do you think it makes more sense to start with breathing than exercise? Um, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Because there is no oxygen enough. That's, that's the whole thing. The combustion was gone in the cell and all that. And that finally uh, uh, results in that the body doesn't know where to, uh, how to deal with it, whatever is coming in. So it begins to store it. And thus, physically, you don't feel good. Yeah, logical. So first bring back the feeling. And the feeling is done by breathing. Because it's the most accessible, most effective way. Right, right. Um, last, last two questions, because I know you're a very busy man. You're a, a model, a picture of energy, passion, excitement. Um, how, how young are you? Too. <laughs> thank you, thank 56. you. 56. I'm 56. 56, okay. I, I'm a big believer in, in you, you model. Don't do what people tell you to do. Look at people who are embodying what you want and follow that. Ask them what they do. We know what you do with your breathing and, and cold thermogenesis. How do you eat? I eat once a day. Once a day. 35 years already. <laughs> I got so much energy. What is food? Food is to generate energy. So, but I got so much energy because of this conscious breathing. I don't need uh, too much food, but I love to eat food. <laughs> After six o'clock every day. And you know what about age and everything? I just completed a hike on uh, Kilimanjaro, uh, 6,000 meters, like 80,000 feet. And the oldest participant whom I uh, trained for like uh, in four, four days, four days during four months was 76 years old. And he did it in 44 hours. So about age, no, just breathe, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And, and when, when you do eat your one meal a day, so this is Greg, Greg Plitt, who was, um, he was on more magazine covers as a fitness model than anybody in history. He did one meal a day. Uh, Ori Holfmeckler, who wrote The Warrior Diet, he did one meal a day. You tell people in the West one meal a day, they think you're crazy. But more and more you see people who are e examples of, of vitality and health. They're doing this. When you do eat, what, what does a meal look like to you? Most of us are vegetarian. Vegetarian? Yes. Like vegetables, okay. plants? Yeah, yeah. Vegetable, plants, beans, uh, rice, uh, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And yeah. uh, last question of the day, Wim. If you could have a billboard anywhere in the world, where would it be and what would it say? Love is all we need. Love is all we need. No speculation. Look at the size. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Wim Hof, this, is, this has been a pleasure. Uh, you're an amazing individual. I've had a blast. Uh, I think people are going to love this. Me too, man. This Me conversation. Too. Where I love you... your smile. I love your feeling. <laughs> you you you're too. on. You're you, on. You too. Absolutely, you, you man. Are about love and strength. Absolutely. As so, are you. As are you. We get the best out of life. That's what you do. It's what I love. Let's keep up. And that's, Both, that's what I love about so you, brother. Where, where can people go to find out more about you, the Wim Hof Method, um, and what you're up to? It's uh, innerfire.nl. Innerfire.nl. Yes. And, um, and if, if they want to go through your course, they can go to... Uh, <laughs> innerfire.nl. It, it's all there. 
It's all there. Yes. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Wim Hof, I really appreciate your time. I feel very blessed to have, to have spent this with you. I thank you. And hopefully if, if people enjoy this, we can maybe do a part two one day. Great meeting. Great meeting you as well. Anytime, man. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, brother. This episode is brought to you by the Wim Hof Method. I've interviewed many health experts over the years, and so many of these people who are at the top of their game, world-class in their respective fields, were utilizing this technology that I just had to check it out, and I was absolutely blown away. The Wim Hof Method utilizes a combination of breath work, cold thermogenesis, inversions, exercise, exercise without oxygen, and a number of other ancient techniques to increase neurotransmitter production, improve oxygen utilization, increased circulation, and a whole host of other health benefits. I've used it with many of my clients, and the results have been phenomenal. I have clients that are addicted to it. They say it's better than anything they've tried, whether that's legal, illegal, natural, prescription, um, and it's it's just unmatched in its ability to produce powerful results. So I incorporate strategies from the Wim Hof Method into my weekly routine without fail, and it has been a game changer for me. And in terms of ROI, there are few biohacks that produce such powerful results with such a minimal investment. You can learn more about the Wim Hof Method and their 10-week video course at biohackingsecrets.com forward slash Wim Hof. That's W-I-M-H-O-F. So to learn more, just go to biohackingsecrets.com forward slash Wim Hof. Today's episode is brought to you by the New Calm. The New Calm is a clinical system designed to help your mind and body relax naturally within minutes. Designed by neuroscientist Dr. Blake Holloway as a way to treat patients with post-traumatic stress disorder, New Calm works by using biochemistry, physics, and neurophysiology to rapidly and reliably relax brain and body functions. So there are no side effects and there is no recuperative time or supervision needed. The entire system is based around four key components that work in synergy to bring you into a deep state of calm. It only takes a few minutes to administer these steps and you'll begin to feel relaxed almost immediately. Step one involves topical cream or chews that are neuromodulators and help to increase levels of relaxing, calming neurotransmitters in the body. Step number two are microcurrent stimulation patches, which are placed behind the ear and have been shown to help facilitate the relaxation response and increase uptake of the cream and supplements by the frontal cortex. Step three are headphones. These are noise-softening headphones playing relaxing music that can help bring your brain wave pace to pre-sleep stages. It utilizes frequency following response or audio entrainment. Many of you may be familiar with binaural beats, all similar technologies, but this is next level stuff. And step number four is the eye mask, a light blocking eye mask that helps the patient or the end user to avoid visual stimulation and maintain their relaxed state. I've used the new calm for months and had incredible results. Patients have come to me experiencing panic disorders, anxiety attacks, and everything in between, and we're able to bring them back to a calm, relaxed, focused state almost instantly. It's pretty miraculous and impressive technology. So if you're interested, I highly recommend checking out the New Calm. You can go to newcalm.com. That's N-U-C-A-L-M.com to learn more.